This is Total Retail Tech Insights. The content retail executives need to optimize their use of technology throughout their organizations. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Tech Insights. I'm Joe Keenan, Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I'm joined on today's show by Ryan Wilson, the Head of Retail at AdeptMind. Thanks for joining me today, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Joe. So to get us started for our audience, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself um, and then also a little bit about AdeptMind. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the you know, head of retail here at uh, AdeptMind. I really lead the product and the engineering teams. Uh, I'm really focused on you know, how do we improve retail solutions for retailers. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard of us, um, AdeptMind is an AI-based technology retail company retail technology company, pardon me. Uh, it's creating advanced digital discovery solutions for retailers and shopping centers across the US, Canada, and Europe. And you know, prior to AdeptMind, I led technical sales in Canada for a security operations company that really focused on giving companies accessible tools and personnel to protect themselves online. So let's talk a little bit about specifically how um, your team in particular is working with retailers and uh, Tell us a little bit about your interactions with uh, those that, you know, the types of people in our audience. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our team really focuses on helping retailers optimize their search experience by leveraging our AI powered search platform. Um, retailers are able to ensure that, you know, more customers find their products and ultimately purchase the products that they do find. Um, we offer a couple of main components um, within this platform. Obviously, you know, core search is at the heart of everything that we do. We've pioneered a, a technology called guided discovery that really helps minimize the filter uh, use or requirement on sites. You know, when people go to e-commerce websites, you know, fewer than 1% of people use filters. So you end up doing a search, you end up seeing tons and tons of products. You're not able to really, you know, find what you're looking for. Guided discovery improves um, that experience tenfold, really helps people narrow down their broader search and to really find what they're looking for. And that's really at the core of what we offer. Um, we've expanded that really into, you know, not just offering core search, but really looking at how do we help personalization and really, you know, allowing people to get to the products that they want, but not having to be at the, you know, users or the retailer's website to begin with. When you talk about, you know, how do I get users to my site? A lot of places, a lot of people are thinking, you know, I have to know that a company offers these products. How do I know that if I'm just going to do a search? And we've really, you know, moved away from relying on core search and really moved into having, you know, the user be able to find the products in a highly personalized, dynamic way from a Google search, right? And a lot of people, if they don't know, you know, that you offer a certain subset of products on your website, how do you get users to your site? And that's what dynamic landing pages is really meant to do. And we augment both of those by you know, leveraging as much data as we can possibly get. Data mining is at the heart of what we do and, able to, and as a way of allowing our search engine to not really you know, focus on the what, but really focus on the why of somebody's looking for a product and really helping retailers connect customers with their products in a much more meaningful, much more relevant way. Yeah. So just much more, as you say, more than just a search tool that, uh, you know, it's also a, that personalized, almost a personalized merchandising tool as well. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, part of having an AI powered platform is being able to say, 
you know, I have a catalog of data. How do I make sense of this in any type of, um, you know, large manner, or, you know, doing it at scale? It's easy to merchandise, you know, 10 products or 100 products. If you have 2 million SKUs. How do you merchandise that effectively? And historically, people have had to, you know, hire teams of people to do that. Our platform does that automatically. So there's a general perception in the industry that many search products and tools are ineffective or fail. Can you tell us a little bit why you think that may be the case? Yeah, absolutely. Um, many search platforms really focus on the what. You know, keyword matching against a product name is king. So if you're on a retailer website, you're searching for shoes, you're going to see all products that say shoes. But if you're, you know, looking up shoes, you maybe want a pair of sandals, but that's not going to show up when you do a search for shoes because that shoes keyword isn't in the product name, right? And if you don't search for the correct word, you're not going to find the products that show up, right? Secondarily, you know, customers that show up to retailers' websites have high intent, and we've seen that in the market, but only a small percentage of customers actually use core search. A lot of people that go to a website that they, that they know end up using category browse. So they like, all right, I'll you know, start with browsing. I'll find a category of product. I'll start filtering down and hopefully I find what I'm looking for. Right? So you end up in a situation where you know, customers have to know about you. They have to know about the products you offer. And then once they get to your website, they end up just using category browse more often than not. And finally, I think to a lot of retailers, search is boring, right? People tend not to think that it could be better. You know, retailers that we talk to all say more or less the same thing. They say, you know, our search is all right, but we all know it could be better, right? And it can be better. This is the, the part that I find really interesting. When we talk to retailers and we share our vision of, you know, continually building new and innovative ways for shoppers to find the products that they're looking for, you know, retailers are really interested with that. They really have responded to that message of saying, hey, you know, these guys are worth taking a look at because I know that my search engine is all right, but you know I admit that it could be better. So you know how can a debt mine help me? And I really do think that that's you know, where we're changing the game in, in the retail space. Have you found Ryan over the last year plus as more and more um, consumers are are turning to digital channels, e-commerce sites for their shopping needs? That there is more browsing going on on the e-commerce websites and then. That search, you know, is it can be more than just a tool to deliver. You know, I'm going to this site and I know I want to buy this shirt and I'm going to type it into the search bar and get it results quickly. But more of that browsing behavior as well, you know, sort of to the aligns with what you're talking about in terms of the category searching as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, specifically, people that you know know that they want to buy, you know, a shoe, right? Specific shoe. They tend to do one of two things. They go to um, the website in question that they know or the retailer in question that they know that product is offered from and they either you know, do the category browse to find it, they want that particular thing or they end up doing a Google search for shoes, look at the images, go, oh, that one looks good, click on that, takes them to the website and they end up with the same kind of situation. So the search functionality on e-commerce websites has tended to become less important because one of two things is true. People are highly loyal to the brand. So they're able to go to those particular websites and say, hey, what can I buy from here today? Or they really don't know what they're looking for. And they do the search in Google to see, you know, where can I find that product? 
And that's really where our dynamic landing pages offering is, is really changed um, that for customers. We're able to inject highly personalized long tail searches into Google searches. So when customers are doing those searches, your products are going to show up. They're going to show up more often. It's going to lead more people, you know, those low intent people, but largely higher volumes of people to your site that wouldn't otherwise get there. And do you, are you seeing, you know, big differences in terms of the device that consumers are searching on or shopping on versus the, you know, the mobile shopper versus somebody that might be on a desktop and how is your tool um, helping to personalize the experience based upon the device that the consumer may be using? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, nowadays it's mobile first. If you're not planning for mobile first, like you're you're left out in the cold. And we're seeing that, you know, across uh, the retailers that we do power today, it's easily over 80% of all traffic is on mobile, right? So you have to build for that experience. And, you know, whether you do core search um, and guided discovery pills, which really minimize the, the requirement for click rate. Um, you know, if you're on a mobile device and you want to apply a filter to a search, it's easily three clicks. Sometimes it's four or five, depending on the environment. and users end up not doing that. They're like, all right, I'll just, you know, flick my thumb up and down and I'll scroll through endless lists of products until I find something because filtering is not user-friendly. It's not intuitive. Guided discovery pills are a one-click process. You can click on shoes and, you know, pills will pop up that'll say waterproof shoes, hiking shoes, sandals, boots, you know, pick your attribute for shoes. All of those are one-click pieces that a user can click on and it filters the results instantaneously for them without having to leave the page that they're on, without having to go through a series of three or five clicks. So it really makes you know, the, the mobile user experience much, much easier. And we've seen that you know, through our 10x um, usability versus filters. So given that we mentioned that there's a kind of this feeling within the industry or perception that many search platforms are ineffective, um, do you think there's apprehension then towards some of these AI-based search platforms? And you know, if there is, in your opinion, how do you think you can kind of get retailers to overcome that apprehension? Yeah, I do think there is apprehension. I mean, there have been attempts at AI-based platforms in the past, and I think that we're all suffering a little bit of PTSD from those experiences. Um, you know, AI platforms promise to learn and evolve and, you know, do all those buzzwords that are associated with artificial intelligence. The promise was always, it'll get better over time, right? This approach really made retailers wary because it ultimately risked today's dollars for the promise of tomorrow's dollars. And retailers generally aren't willing to risk the bird in the hand. And so they're left with, you know, the devil they know and the platform that is, as I mentioned earlier, you know, all right, but could be better. You know, we've taken a different approach to this. You know, our founders have a deeply rooted foundation in machine learning and specifically in natural language processing. And we've taken the approach of building models that work out of the box. You come on board with a debt mind, you're a you know, fashion retailer, we apply our fashion model to your catalog, and there's no more waiting for the promise of tomorrow. It works out of the box. And I truly believe that despite previous apprehension, AI-powered retail search does have a bright future, and it's really the only path forward for retailers that want to continue using retail search. The alternative is more people, more merchandising, more manual effort, And honestly, I don't know how many retailers are willing to 
go down that road versus saying, you know, let me let me trial what a dev mind can yeah. do. Yeah, the, the you know, we're just looking at the time, uh, your your costs, your time, you know, it's very resource intensive going down that path versus rolling out an AI based solution that is able to obviously, you know, crunch the data, massive, <laughs> massive data sets in, in near instantaneously and, and provide that, you know, at a much higher rate of speed and, and, you know, less error prone as well, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that leads into a, a follow up there, Ryan, in terms of, you know, you've talked about AI powered search and why you believe it's, you're, you know, you're so bullish on it, obviously. Tell us, you know, in your opinion, why uh, you believe AI is the future of retail. We're obviously talking e-commerce and more of the digital space right now, but, you know, across the industry as well. Yeah, absolutely. AI and machine learning and, you know, natural language processing all allow programmers to do things that are otherwise impractical. It allows us to move away from, you know, that black and white model of um, keyword matching only, right? To say, you know, I have to have the exact word in the exact query in the exact spot, otherwise I don't get returns or my you know, results returned. And it moves us into the infinite shades of gray, right? The everything in between. It allows us to return products by similarity and not just exact match, be it category similarity. So if you're looking for shoes, you might also get boots and sandals and, you know, sneakers, dress shoes, all of those, you know, alternatives that are all within the same broader category of shoes. It allows us to look at attribute similarities. So if you're looking for, you know, cold weather gear, maybe you want to look at things like heat insulation or waterproof rating or, you know, resistance to cold, all of those attributes that are secondary indicators of whether or not a result belongs in a, in a result set or pardon me, a product a product is should be returned in a result set. It allows us to say, yeah, they're secondary indicators, but let's focus on those. Let's include those as well. You can use things like keyword synonyms, you know, and accessories that go with the original search query. If you're looking for, you know, pants, maybe you want a shirt to go with them and you can tie all of those things together in a highly dynamic programmatic way without placing the burden on those merchandisers and on those you know, employees that would manually have to tag all of these things to curate their products in any type of way that makes it meaningful. AI allows us to do that programmatically. AI works around the clock, doesn't call in sick. It just allows us to crunch through this data, as you mentioned earlier, in a much, much more deliberate fashion. When you, you, know, you look at the sheer volume of data that a machine can process, it means that an artificially intelligent system can do the work of tens, if not hundreds of people. So we talked about the role of the programmer then, and um, you, know, you, you brought that up in your, in your answer there. Um, so I'm interested, how do you foresee uh, you know, programming fitting into this you know, future as AI-powered search kind of um, becomes more pro, you know, prolific. Uh, how can programmers and they be you know, not, not obsolete, but rather become complementary of these tools? Yeah, absolutely. The, the programmers are there to you know, build the framework for the models. The models are meant to, you know, the AI powered models are there to continually you know, churn through data and produce results for the, for the end customer. 
from the end user and the programmers are there to support that and then augment that. So you can add, you know, things like, you know, inventory um, systems that measure like the rate of products that, you know, the rate at which the products get sold. And you're like, all right, so how can I then take that data and supply the model with that to improve rankings and how do, you know, I continually feed more data, more sources of truth, more information at this system so that the system itself continually grows, continually evolves, continually gets better. And the programmers are always going to be required. You know, <laughs> the AI system is never going to get to a point that it no longer needs the you know, care and feeding that a programmer can provide. But the goal here is not to place the onus on the programmer to continually you know, develop these individual one-off kind of static systems because then the programmer is really no different than the merchandise or the retail space, right? They're really then saying, okay, I'm just going to continually try to do what the merchandiser does, but I'm a programmer so I can apply this, but it's still very static. At some point you need to trust that the system you've built, and obviously trust comes with testing and continual improvement, but you've got to trust the system that you've built to produce the right results. And when it's doing that and it's continually doing that, the role of the programmer is just to make sure that it continues to do that and not to try to um, you know, reinvent the wheel every time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. So when talking to your retail clients, what are the, you know, if they're going to cite the primary benefits of using a tool such as AdeptMind, a platform such as AdeptMind, what are you hearing from them? I, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking that you're, you know, one, um, conversion rate and two average order value as you personalize the experience uh, and display and show up on these relevant products that average order value can increase. Tell us a little about what you're hearing from your clients. Yeah, absolutely. Conversion obviously is king. You know, the more the higher percentage of people you can convert, the better off you're going to be. And we've seen improvements with our our retailers that have come on board with us. You know, we're seeing you know six, ten, twelve percent improvements on conversion which is, you know, pretty fantastic. And then also ultimately, yeah, the personalization piece, the average order value, how do you continually improve that? We have seen that when customers come on board with us, people are finding the products they want much faster. So conversion goes up and certainly they're able to then add on the accessories, the you know, secondary pieces on top of the original item they found and our average order value has gone up as well. And then I would imagine the other domino then after that is if they're having a good experience and they're, um, you know, getting what they want and they're getting served up to them relevant and, and products that are of value to them, that they consider a value to them, that they're going to come back and buy again. So your customer lifetime value um, should appreciate over time as well there. Oh, absolutely. It does. Absolutely. It does. So Ryan, I'll close with, you know, for those in our audience that want to learn a little bit more about Adept Mind and how it could uh, benefit their organizations, uh, where would you direct them? Yeah, absolutely. Anybody who wants to know more about us can go to our website at www.adeptmind.ai. Um, we have all of our you know, pertinent information there. Um, if they wanted to reach out to us directly, uh, support at adeptmind.ai uh, goes into a bucket that I read regularly. So if you have any questions, by all means, reach out to me or visit our website and we'd love to hear from you. Great. Well, I want to take the opportunity to thank Ryan Wilson, who is the head of retailer at AdeptMind for joining us on today's episode of Total Retail Tech Insights. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcast for show notes. 
Tech Insights is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Tech Insights.